We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Now Hello and welcome back to another episode of Gabby AF. I am your host, Gabby Laspisa, and we are starting up today. A lot of pro wrestling to talk about. I got a lot that I want to say. We had some amazing guests the past two weeks on Gabby AF. We had, of course, WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair, and we had one of the greatest WWE superstars right now, Cody Rhodes. If you missed any of those episodes, please go back and take a listen. They were amazing. But after some amazing guests, I've been holding back some of my takes and opinions on what's been happening in the pro wrestling world. So that's what we're going to hit on today. And I hope you stick around and we're going to have some fun. Of course, it is me and producer Tony across the way, not New Jersey, in Connecticut, almost, almost similar. He's like my Jersey brother. He's like a cousin because he's in Connecticut and it's almost the same. Connecticut cousin. Connecticut cousin, exactly. So without further ado, Tony, let's get started. What's the first topic we're hitting today? First topic we're hitting today, Gabby, is Tony Khan is promoting a big signing at his pay-per-view. Definitely going to drum up some buys. Speculation is who's it going to be? Is it a big letdown if it's not Mercedes Monet? Yeah, so obviously full gear on Saturday I'm very excited for. And he tweeted out about one of the best pro wrestlers in the world being signed at the pay-per-view on Saturday. When I saw that, immediately I see best pro wrestler in the world. I'm like, it kind of has to be Mercedes Monet, in my opinion, for it to be as big as it is. The thing is, you know, do I want to be forewarned that there's going to be a huge signing or do I want to hear her music hit at some point and watch her walk out? Like what happened with Soraya um, when we were at I forget which pay-per-view it was that Saray showed up at when we were in New York. So, um, but like I was there for that. And when her music hit and she showed up, that was like an epic moment to be part of because we were like, holy shit, Saray is here in AEW. Um, I do understand why you would give a warning because obviously a lot more people are going to tune into the pay-per-view to see who is signed. I would love to see it be Mercedes Monet. I think she would be a huge addition to the women's division over at AEW because I do think that it needs something to rev up the women's division there. And I think somebody, a name like Mercedes Monet would be epic. Um, so yeah, I, I would love it, it to be her. I do think it's a bit of a letdown if it's not her. Um, not that there aren't other, some great pro wrestlers that could be signed. I know Will Ospreay is a name that's been thrown in there. I'm not sure how contractually that works for him with NJPW. Obviously he's a phenomenal pro wrestler. Is that as exciting to me as a Mercedes Monet? No. And then, of course, you have some of the releases from the WWE that, of course, you have that 90-day non-compete. But if we're not seeing them and it's just a contract signing, I don't know restrictions-wise what could be possible. But some of the names there are Dolph Ziggler or Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin is 1,000% one of the best pro wrestlers in the world. And he completely deserves another title run, in my opinion, because for what he does and his age and his ability and his athleticism – I still want to see him keep going. I think it's a shame that he didn't get to end WWE in a way where he was on top because I think he's so talented. And then, of course, you have Dolph Ziggler, whose brother is in AEW, and he's another one who was super underutilized when his time end ended at the WWE. So either one of those names would actually excite me just as much. But for what the women's division needs over at AEW and that, you know, revving up and that hype for the women's division, Mercedes Monet is a huge signing. I would be a little let down if it was not her. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, there's so many names that are being thrown out there. I mean, heck we had, uh, 
Our friend Mickey James has been apparently removed from the Impact Wrestling roster just as they're about to become TNA. Is she going to show up at the pay-per-view? You don't know. Um, Again, I think it's funny because obviously Ziggler and Shelton are top-level talents, but we're talking about star power and drawing for a pay-per-view with the cell. So, yeah, I think it – yeah, like you said, I think it would be a big disappointment if it's not Mercedes, but – Either way, more talent coming in AEW. Hopefully they can uh, figure out how to properly use them, whether it's Mercedes or the aforementioned people. And if Mickey James ends up being that signing on Saturday, I'm calling, picking up my phone and calling her and saying, how could you not tell me that this is what was happening? It would be a, a very much a wild card and like a little bit of a turn in the sense of where I thought it might be happening because, you know, with Nick Aldis in the WWE right now, I still got my hopes that I'm seeing Mickey James once again show up at the Royal Rumble and shock the shit out of people because when she showed up last year, I actually rewatched that highlight of Hardcore Country playing and her showing up oh, Impact title. And it was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen because I just love her so much. But I, I very much don't think it's going to be Mickey, but crazier things have happened, I'm sure. So it would be great. But yeah, I got my money on Mercedes, so I'm hoping that happens. And, you know, full gear on Saturday – There are some things I'm excited about with Full Gear coming up. Um, One of the matches that I'm excited about because I do want to see a title change is I need to see Timeless Tony Storm become the women's champion and beat Sheeta because, listen, I love Sheeta. I think she's great, and I think she's a super talented wrestler, but what Tony Storm is doing right now and the character of Timeless Tony Storm is just so awesome from the throwing of the shoe to the silent black and white videos and her coming out and how good she is at playing into this part I think that deserves to be someone who has a championship belt across them because I want to see her every time I turn AEW on because she's so highly entertaining she's so good at what she's doing and it's so unique to anything across any pro wrestling show that I watch across the board that I would love to see her champion. And now with the addition of Mariah May, who I think is going to have a play in with it, I think that there's so much can be done with her. And I'm super excited. That's a match that, sorry to Sheeta, and I love Sheeta, and I think she's doing a great job. I think it's time for Tony to be champion once again. She has been before. But I think it's going to be a completely different run with her being a timeless Tony Storm champion as opposed to when she storm as champion so that's a match i'm really looking forward to with full gear coming up on this saturday so yeah i mean and now with the addition with mariah may kind of a little mickey james to trish stratus homage maybe i don't know i mean yeah tony storm's definitely the highlight of the AEW women's division maybe the greatest AEW uh entertainment level of any woman on that roster since the shows began in my opinion so yeah i do hope to see her win the title this weekend but we also have another big match at AEW full gear. Yeah. The Golden Jets mm-hmm. versus the Young Bucks with big stipulations. Listen, I love the Golden Jets because I'm a huge, you know, I'm a huge Jericho stan. That's just who I am. But I actually really like them together. I kind of think what they're doing is entertaining, especially on Dynamite last night. And I don't want to see them just bad. And this is the thing, too. Obviously, I like the Young Bucks. I think they're great and they've done a lot with AEW. And I think, and I, they're obviously phenomenal in the ring, but I'm more into seeing Omega and Jericho as a tag team. So I'm hoping they get the win. I think it would be interesting. And then they get that um, tag team championship title shot and they take it away from the Young Bucks. And I don't want to see them disband. So I'm pulling for Jericho 
and Kenny to be winning this match against the Young Bucks. And I don't know if that's what a lot of other people want. I know that people, a lot of people are high on the Young Bucks, but you know, it's it, it's a tough call. I think it's going to be a really good match in ring when you have all four of them together. So I'm actually really, really looking forward to that tag match. I think it's going to be great. You know what they say, Gabby? When you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way from your first Dynamite till they lose Saturday. Sometimes you say things and I regret fully having you. Yeah, you probably regret our friendship right now. It's, it's okay. It's a lot, but. MJF, the devil. Good turn. A good turn. Can't get mad if you're talking MJF because I love him. <laughs> I am ready for MJF to beat the shit out of Jay White and end this feud. I am so ready for this. I've never been more ready for anything in my life. Get this jerk Jay White out of the way and then move on to Samoa Joe or Wardlow because this feud to me, listen, it's great. You got the guns involved. It's a whole thing. You know, it's awesome. Juice Robinson, they're all annoying, which, and they're doing their jobs as these heels that I don't ever want to see on TV and I don't want to hear talking. But it's time for my guy, MJF, to prove why he's the champion. And he will, because I think he's going to beat Jay White. And I think from that, he's going to move on to the slew of other people in AEW that are coming for him, hence the Samoa Joes, hence the Wardlows, who to me, are a little bit more of exciting of a feud because of the history, especially with Wardlow. I'm excited for that to kind of play out the way that it's going to play out because it makes a lot of sense. And I think the video packages they're doing with Wardlow are awesome right now. So, MJF, get this win over Jay White. It's going to be a good match. I know it. But let's move on. Step all over him. Move on from it. And keep the ball rolling. I'm excited for that to happen because I think that's what's going to happen. And bye, Jay White. See you next week, possibly. See ya. Goodbye. Give the guy back his title and we'll see you never. How about that? Do we have any guesses on who the devil is at this point? It's still still a big another big mystery in AEW right mystery now. Mystery in AEW. It's kind of funny because a lot of people were saying it's which I never thought it was Britt Baker. And they were like, oh, maybe it's Britt Baker, blah, blah. And they were joking around. And I was like, it's definitely not Britt Baker. And I think she went on, she was on like an interview and she was like, it would make sense if I was the devil. That'd be fun, but it's not me. So I I really don't know who the devil is i'm excited to find out i hope we find out at full gear that would be kind of an interesting twist and turn of events but i i really do hope that the reveal of the devil is not a letdown um because that would just be sad with the buildup that it's getting but you know who knows it could be adam cole maybe he's kayfabing all of us and he's not really hurt who who knows that's that's the beauty of the surprises and the mystery of the pro wrestling world and that's what i love about pro wrestling you don't know until you know you know what I mean? Maybe I'm the devil. You guys don't know shit. You never know. Could be. You are the devil, but <laughs> that devil? I don't know. <laughs> That's a little much. That's a little That's, much. I guess, is that another, if it's not a known name, if it's like, obviously, I don't think it's CM Punk, but that's obviously one of the speculated names. Um, if it's if it's an unknown guy, is that a big, is that a letdown as well? Or is this a lot, does this have more latitude to be a new guy? If there's a history between this person and MJF where it makes sense that he's a ride or die for MJF, I won't be mad about it. Just tell the story correctly. I'm very much an emotional watcher when i watch pro wrestling i know a lot of people watch because they're very up on the moves and the technicality and stuff that's not why i watch pro wrestling that's not what makes me enjoy the pro wrestling i am either invested or i'm not and that's why i love it because aside from any other sport that you watch investment is very different but if you tell me this story you show me a video package and it makes sense as to why this person is the devil next to mjf and it now leads to more momentum 
I'm I'm sold. Sell me and let it make sense. It could be anybody. If you sell me correctly, I'm in. So I, I, listen, I'm not that hard to sway, really. You got to just give me a few video packages, a few good, you know, hits here and there. Grab me through emotion, and I'm sold. So I I my possibility range is my radar's through the roof. I know that's a weird take because a lot of people are probably like, no, you know, people that watch it forever will be like, that doesn't make sense. Or you always look forward to a big name, right? Of course. The big names let you down. And sometimes someone that you wouldn't think it is, is more exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who it is. I hope we find out Saturday because I'll be watching and what if what if the devil is the same person who is the signing with tony khan how about that that would be interesting too but that doesn't make sense though i know it's two separate things i'm just you know. listen it's two separate things but also like i said i want it to be mercedes Monet. i don't think it would make sense for mercedes Monet to show up as the devil so no, it doesn't really make a lot of sense and like i said if it was one of these recently released wwe mega stars and they show up as the devil at their 90 day thing like that could be really cool but also if they are the signing and we don't see them and then they show up as the devil that kind of dilutes the surprise in my opinion because then you're like oh that person might be the devil and it kind of fits in that way but we'll see what they're doing the fact that i'm guessing and i don't know is means they're doing their job yeah precisely Last week on the show, we had Cody Rhodes. We were all pulling for him to win the tag team titles. But unfortunately, Drew McIntyre. How could Drew? You've been waiting to say that, by the way. I have. I was waiting for that. I don't know if you guys want to have fun, but if who could you, it's who could Drew. Tony thinks he's funny. This is why. No, not funny. (laughs) I wouldn't do that to you guys. I respect you listeners as intelligent human beings. But I loved it and this is why the turn of drew i think was done beautifully where it was slow played out it simmered for a little bit you knew it was going to come you didn't know when it was going to come and that end shot of him and Rhea was beautiful to me because they look great together and i think him i don't officially joining the judgment day whatever it is being on the side of the judgment day I think this is going to be the beginning to the end of the Judgment Day because now you got McIntyre and Priest who are these two big dudes. And, you know, Damien Priest said, I am the leader of the Judgment Day, which, listen, I don't think Mommy liked that very much. And I don't believe he is the leader because Mommy's always on top. Let's be for real. Mommy's <laughs> always on top. When we talked about the Judgment Day sandwich, what, what part of the sandwich would Drew McIntyre be? I mean, Drew, Drew's the beef. Like, that he's the roast beef because Drew's a meaty man. And I love Drew McIntyre. I remember when I first got invested in Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre was the face of the company through the pandemic. He won the Royal Rumble with no crowd. And I said, it's such a shame that that happened because I was so sold on him and he was doing, he's, his story is just great in the WWE. But I think finally they found a good footing for him once again with this story. And I'm excited to see where it goes. But like I said, I think it's going to make things interesting with the Judgment Day because I do think it's going to be a good bond between him and Rhea. And I don't think it's going to fare weather well with the rest of the members of the Judgment Day because he's a big boy and he's strong and he's good at everything he does. And he's Drew, and he's he's a stud, Drew McIntyre. So I don't, I don't know what that's going to mean for the rest of them. So I think do think it's the beginning of the end, but it is exciting to see something new for Drew. And, you know, if he's added to war games for the Judgment Day coming up at Survivor Series, 
Does that leave a sixth man opening for Cody's team? And you know who I want it to be because it's a man that I miss seeing on TV every week. I mean, story-wise, it would. I mean, Drew won his WWE title during the pandemic era from Randy Orton. Would kind of make a little sense if Randy Orton was that was that sixth man. And I can't. Don't tease me. This is you know they pick up all these things and it's rumors and all this stuff. Don't get me excited for Randy Orton's return and then not deliver because it's not fair. I don't know if my if I could handle it to be quite honest with you because. Every week there's something missing for me and it's Randy Orton. And I'm just waiting for that song to hit for him to come back out because I've missed him on my screen very much. Not because he's great to look at, but because he's Randy fucking Orton and he's good at everything he does. And he's good as a face. He's good as a heel. I I just, I've been waiting for that return. That's who I can't wait to see come back, to be quite honest. I know people say CM Punk, are you going to show blah, blah, blah. Whatever. It's CM Punk, that's great. I miss Randy Orton. That, that's my number one. You say that one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Randy Orton. So I'm excited. Listen, I don't want to give into the rumors and all the stuff that's happening, but that would be a highlight for me if he showed up. And I'll have to talk about it if that happens. If not, I'll just have to keep waiting around for possibly the Rumble. Who knows? Because the Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view of all time. I love not knowing what's going to happen. I love seeing each entrant and the music hit. It gets me excited. I'm going to have a huge party for the Royal Rumble this year with all my friends and we're going to drink for and we're going to do a whole lot of shit because I just love the Royal Rumble it gets me hyped up like maybe one of the old Nitro parties the Royal Rumble party with Gabby that could be you know get the old camcorder out like they used to have on WCW huh? like a live showing of my reaction <laughs> no they used to send they used to send in the tapes so they would go to college campuses and these kids would like film because Nitro used that used to be the cool thing in the 90s Nitro was the cool show and well, they would send in these tapes 2023 and- so you're bringing it back. You're making wrestling cool again. Uh, that's that's my goal is to make wrestling cool again. But we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll have to do something special. I want. I almost want to feel like the listeners of Gabby AF, all my like all my friends, and we're all going to be drinking, watching the Royal Rumble together. So I'll have to figure out something where we can almost have the reactions together, like we're watching together, like we're enjoying it all at the same time, because that'll be cool. And if Randy Orton shows up, I'll just start crying. But it's fine. That won't. Speaking be of voices in the head voices in people's heads. You know that one particular voice is always in Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis's head lately. That's Chelsea Green's. Oh, How about her outfit? It's phenomenal. I Chelsea Green to me on on Raw is the most entertaining person. I don't I'm not even saying male female. I'm not saying the most fun across the board on WWE Raw because I look forward to seeing her every single time. I think what she's done in her run coming back after being released is probably one of my favorite things that I've seen happen from a returning superstar. And she's just so damn good. She, every time she's on screen, I'm, I'm looking, I'm paying attention. I'm laughing. She's making me watch and she looks so good every single week. But that leopard jumpsuit was one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen. I want to wear it. I said, she, I said to her, I'm like, when can I borrow it? I want to borrow it because I loved it so much. She looked bomb in it. She's, one of the hottest women in WWE, in my opinion. And I just love her, but I love that outfit so much. It's not easy to rock a leopard jumpsuit and like get away with it. She did it so well. And I, that was one of my favorite outfits of the year. So props to Chelsea green. Cause she's looking better than ever. So, you know, good for you, Matt Cardona. 
Just saying. Good for Matt Cardona bragging on the internet that he's married to a WWE diva. You got to give it up for the man. Round of applause for Matt Cardona. I love um, woman is more successful than the man in a relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what? It takes a bit. You listen, I, I, I root for that. I got my wife is the better athlete in our house, the more successful person. That's well, like hey, progress, you. progress in this world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea Green, definitely, in my opinion, MVP of the WWE women's division from the entertainment standpoint, best part of Raw or SmackDown, even if she's not even having a match. And I love that she constantly and on just social media gives, she wins because on social media, all the things that she posts, the way she argues with Adam Pierce on like, like, it's just so good. She's never turned off, which I like, like she's always on, right? She's, she's tweeting when it's not wrong. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's so involved and that's the way it should always be. She's playing up who she is and I can't wait to see what else happens. And that's why she's a champion no matter what and what she's doing so i don't want to see her drop the tag titles anytime soon because if i no. see her more on my screen i want it so more Chelsea. speaking of the social media did you see uh natty's zach Ryder cosplay was that amazing. not phenomenal oh me <laughs> natty should be in, in the hall of fame just for that if nothing else just for, just for that <laughs> i love her so much it was incredible natty, i love her she's just oh, awesome man. the boat the boat well, I mean, we had some non-pro wrestling takes here. Yeah. You know, you're, last week we were talking about the red flag <sighs> for you that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. But now you're telling me that you're rooting for the Eagles this weekend for, you know, a little beef you got with Tay-Tay? I don't have beef with Tay-Tay, but here's the thing. You know, I don't know if you guys caught up on this. It's outside of the pro wrestling world. But she had her, you know, tour. She was in Argentina. And, of course, Travis Kelsey had to go and see her show. And she changed one of the lyrics in her song. So karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming home to me. Everyone, the internet lost its shit, right? Because, wow, an artist changing the lyric to her song to her boyfriend. Wow, that's mind-blowing, you know what I mean? And then she did her great PR stunt of running from the stage at the end of the show, jumping into his arms and kissing him, which, phenomenal. You know, I think she's done that before with her other boyfriend, so I don't really think it's that original. But it's a beautiful thing. If I was an artist, I would do the same thing. But anyway, I digress. If, and I'm saying this right now, November, what, what is it? November 16th, 2023. There is absolutely no way that the NFL is not going to make sure that the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl this year. Because Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl will be one of the biggest things ever publicity-wise for people watching, for views. They will do everything in their little power to make sure the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl this year. And that pisses me the fuck off because they're already a good team. I'm not angry about it. Listen, the Chiefs are a great team, Mahomes, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. It's just boring. You know what I mean? Whatever. But they're not, I guarantee you the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl this year just because of that. And they will make sure it happens. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be some games where, you know, you want to play into the refs a little bit. Things are going to happen. But keep pay attention to some things. And because of that take that I have, I don't know if you know this, but Monday night, we're going to have a little replay of the Kelsey brothers head to head because it's the Eagles against the Chiefs on Monday. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't catch this, it's headline news. Taylor Swift will be there and Taylor Swift's parents will be meeting Travis Kelsey's parents for the first time. Wow. Riveting shit here, guys. You know what I mean? Wow. You people dating, their parents are going to meet for the first time. If you weren't already excited about the game, you got to watch just to see the coverage that it's going to be for the Kelseys meeting the Swifts. Just a little side note. But anyway, because that's that's some of the most groundbreaking shit I've ever heard in my life. 
But anyway, it will be the first time in my fucking life that I want to see the Eagles win a, win a football game. I want the Eagles to beat the Chiefs on Monday, and I'm saying it right now. So Jason Kelsey, get your shit together and beat the shit out of your brother and beat the Chiefs on Monday because I don't want to see the Chiefs win. I don't want it to be like, oh, the good luck charm is Taylor Swift. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, have a great life together. Get married. Have a nice life. You seem very happy together. I don't care about any of that. Like, let's all move on from it. But I don't like what's happening with the NFL and watching football. It's a little tainted now, in my opinion. And I do think that there are Chiefs fans that are like, we don't want to see the coverage of it. We actually just want to watch the football game. So I get it. It's kind of a little bit from both sides. And this isn't me hating Taylor Swift or hating Travis Kelsey. I don't have hate for anybody. I don't know these people to hate them. I know that's a crazy saying. I don't just hate people I don't know. I know that's a crazy thought. If you don't know someone, you can't hate them. I don't dislike them at all. Live a beautiful life. They seem very happy together. But I want to see the Eagles beat the shit out of the Chiefs on Monday. And that's just a take I never thought I would say. And we're going to see what happens. But like I said, I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl this year because of that. And that's one of my non-pro wrestling takes. Another non-pro wrestling take that I have to talk about is... I don't know if you caught this, but Becky Lynch on Celebrity Jeopardy was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Because listen, I love Becky Lynch, and I think she's actually one of those people who can laugh at herself, which is why I do like her so much. But she didn't have a great run on Celebrity Jeopardy, right? She played against Rachel Dratch from SNL and Macaulay Culkin, who, by the way, Home Alone has been playing nonstop in my apartment because it's on all the time, and Home Alone 2 because I believe it's a Christmas movie. And I love it very much. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Actually, Home Alone Hot Take, I think the sequel is better than the first one. Interesting. But I love the second one, Lost in New York. Just saying. But um, she did not have a good run on Celebrity Jeopardy. Bless her heart. Not a great run. I think she got zero. <laughs> it was like a Celebrity Jeopardy history where she got zero correct out of like 60 guesses. She was in the negative every single time. <laughs> They went to her, but like, you know, she was having fun with it. She was just guessing to guess. And I do think she had a few close, close calls. One of the, um, one of the categories was like work, like work lingo. And she said, circle around the answer was circle back. Like she knew what she was getting at over there. Right. Of course it wasn't specifically correct, but like she, she knew what she was doing and they wouldn't give, they wouldn't give it to her. That's fine. But she, yeah, she didn't go great. And then they went into Final Jeopardy. She was negative 500, or no, she was negative a lot. And then he was like, you know what? We're not gonna let you go into Final Jeopardy without any money. So they threw her 500 bucks. And she actually got the Final Jeopardy question correctly. It was like artists and it was Salvador Dali and she got it correctly. She got the Final Jeopardy. So she doubled everything. So she ended with a thousand bucks for the charity. This is great. And someone you know, the fact came out that she had made history on Jeopardy, getting zero out of 60 questions incorrect. And she retweeted it and said, always making history or something like that. And Becky Lynch, I fucking love you for that because being on TV for Jeopardy, nonetheless, is not an easy thing to do. She wasn't even born here. She was born in a different country and she did what she wanted. She did what she could do. And I have respect for you anyway. And I love you for that. So those are some of my non-wrestling takes this week. Shocking, but love you, Becky. You know, 
for non-wrestling Jeopardy, they should embarrass some of the regular contestants and put a whole category of wrestling up there and watch them just bomb every question. And that, that's the only fair thing to do. So I watch, this is a fun fact about me, I watch Wheel of Fortune like every single day of the week. Wheel of Fortune is one of my favorite shows of all time. I My goal is to go on Wheel of Fortune because I would literally win. Like, that's what I would do. I was a journalism major. I'm very good with words. I watch it all the time. It was actually like a competition in my household. Wheel of Fortune, we would scream at the TV. It was a big competition. And you weren't allowed to guess before you knew the whole thing. You weren't allowed to do all these things. I'm weirdly very good at Wheel of Fortune. Like, all my friends are like, it's weird. But listen, I, I, I'm a winner. That's just what it is. So they had Celebrity Wheel of Fortune on after. But I watch Jeopardy all the time. And the funniest part about Jeopardy that I will say is every time they have one category where it's like movies or like sports and it's kind of the fun category, a lot of the people on Jeopardy don't know it. And it makes me die laughing because it's the category that I know over like, you know, Washington, D.C. or like math or like these crazy things that like, you know, animals in BC of like, whatever. I don't know any of that shit, but you throw movies at me. I'm going to know every fucking movie because I I'm a movie buff. So I feel kind of smart when they throw those, I guess you would call them like the throwaway categories. And a lot of the times they don't know it because they're in their history books and I'm watching TV. It's not always the worst thing in the world, but. So you're who I want to bring to the bar for bar trivia is what you're telling me. A thousand fucking percent. Not only will I refuse to lose, I'm going to make sure that I beat every single person there. Just All right, maybe maybe that's an maybe that's a special episode of Gabby AF of tri live trivia from the bar. I would scare people probably, and it wouldn't be good, especially if I'm drinking tequila. Yeah, okay. be loud, and people are gonna think that I'm violent. Is this the time to debut your brand new segment of the what? show? New life advice, a little dear Gabby. Dear Gabby, how cute is that? By the way, I think it was perfect that dear Abby was really the thing, and it's dear Gabby. I was like, wow, light bulb moment. I'm fucking genius. But anyway, throws. I was more of an Ask Ashley person. Oh, so good. And I love people that knew my reference with Amanda Vines. If you don't know it, look it up. But it's phenomenal. But yeah, so hashtag Dear Gabby. I'll do this every once in a while. And it doesn't have to be pro wrestling related content. And it doesn't have to be questions. If you have something going on in your life and you want me to give you some advice about it because I'm so scholarly and I've lived such a great you know, crazy life. I would love to give you advice. We could have some fun with it. And like I said, anything, it doesn't have to be pro wrestling and just make sure you hashtag dear Gabby. You can do it at any time something comes up because we're going to record all the questions and use them for every time you do the segment. So just a fun stuff, but yeah, throw some shit at me, Tony. I'm all right. Let's go. Well, you said you're, you are a, a scholarly woman as a graduate with a broadcasting degree. This comes from at underscore WrestleManiac on Twitter slash X. What motivated and drove you into the broadcasting industry and how challenging was the hiring process to get your job at Sirius XM when you produced Busted Open? So I've always wanted to be in broadcast. My goal was actually, my dream was to be like one of those e-entertainment like interviewers on the red carpet. That's what I always wanted to do. So that was kind of a sell for me. Broadcast was just an easy thing to know that I wanted to do. And the pro wrestling part of it kind of fell into place when I got the job at Sirius XM. Like I never knew I'd be where I was right now talking pro wrestling. If you told me this six years ago, I would have thought you were out of your mind, but yeah. So that kind of happened. And the process was interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't say challenging. And I know that sounds bad, but I interned at Sirius XM. So I already kind of knew some people when I was looking for a job and it kind of connected the dots to what it was. And when I got hired, I went in for an interview on a Friday and I talked to my interviewing person. Um, an hour and a half was the interview. And they were like, what do you know about wrestling? What do you know about MMA? All this kind of stuff. And I was like, um, I watch Total Divas and I know 
you know, Nikki Bella and I know who John Cena is and I knew the big names that I didn't watch. And, you know, she just said, I love your personality. I think you're going to learn well on the job. That Monday I got the call and I was hired. And I think that that's with anything in work. I think you need to just go in with an open mind because I remember thinking like, I don't want to work on this channel. I don't know anything about these sports. This isn't what I want to do. And if I didn't take that job, I wouldn't be where I am today and how things manifest and roll into what they are now. It's such a beautiful thing. I say, always open your mind to everything and work your ass off because I went into that job and went into the studio with my mind open saying, I'm going to make something of myself with this. So I dove into it. I wanted to be the best at what I was doing. I watched everything and I was like, I'm going to take notes. I took notes on everything. I knew nothing about pro wrestling. I took notes. I listened to the shows that I was working. And I think that's really what you have to do. You can make something for yourself that you want if you really, really try and make an effort into it, I think. Um, so always, it's a little bit of luck sprinkled into it. It's a little bit of, you know, right place at the right time sometimes too, but hard work is everything. And, you know, work ethic is something I've always prided myself on. So I think my favorite term we throw around, uh, in the ESPN world is it's not rocket surgery with production. Obviously, yeah. again, it's putting yourself out there, getting yourself out of your comfort zone. Again, you, like you said, you weren't a pro wrestling fan. I can't imagine just the, just the, it had to be over, uh, overwhelming at first, just the ridiculousness yeah. of it, but. Now you're like Ric Flair said, it's addictive. Once you once you get it in your blood, it's yeah, I can't shake it now. It's like a whole part of my life. It. All right, let's go to our next one. Okay. Dear Gabby. That's me. From Jason Fetter at Jason Fetter on Twitter X. Hi, what's the worst pickup line oh, you've ever heard? And what's the one that actually worked on you? Oh my God. So this is funny, actually, because I'm a very simple person when it comes to pickup lines. Like, and I told my guy friends this too. And I think if men knew this, they would try to pick up women more but women are simple in the fact of if you would just walk up to me and like be like what like and this has worked on me before a guy comes up to me and he's like hi i think you're the most beautiful person in this bar tonight i think you're the most beautiful woman in the room right now like i had to come over because i could not stop i would have some guy said i had to come over because i wouldn't have forgiven myself if i didn't try to talk to you at least tonight and shoot my shot like pick up lines like that to have the balls to walk across a room to someone you're attracted to and just say hi works wonders. Like that to me is 10 times more attractive because it exudes confidence and exudes that you have some balls on you. And I like that because I'm a confident person and I'm an outgoing person. So that means that you can kind of handle what I'm bringing to the table. And a lot of other women would feel the same way about that. If you come with some kind of line and I would say the worst pickup lines I've had I mean, we might have to do something where I just read my DMs because sometimes the lines that people throw in there are insanity and they're fucking hilarious. But I, that that could be a show. That could be a, a whole show by itself. But um, I, think, I think, think you're about to get inundated with some amazing yeah. DMs. So now you're going to have to do it because people are hearing this and they're going to yeah. try to top each other. I think the corny pickup lines delivery wise could work sometimes like if they're funny if you know they're corny and you're playing into it but i will say like the people who do the pro wrestling pickup lines to me like make me so angry like <laughs> i've had them be like oh yeah like you're into pro wrestling does that mean i can like body slam you later and like i'm not kidding i'm not i'm not kidding and i've said this one thing about pro wrestling like once people know what i do or if they recognize me from what i do and that's why they're talking to me and this kind of stuff and they're picking me up because guys will be like oh you know they know Oh, pro wrestling. It's always, I used to watch pro wrestling. Do you know this person? Do you know this person? And I'm like, which is kind of annoying, whatever. But then pro wrestling moves in general are 
very sexual to talk about. Like, and this is the take I've had for a while, like spear, body slam, you know, a one, two, three. Pile drive. <laughs> I'm going to pile drive my wife. They're all, <laughs> they all could mean something else, right? So unless you're a wrestler saying it to me in a funny way, and I want you to say it to me, don't fucking think you're funny because you're not. And I've heard it before. Like, don't, don't come up to me and be like, oh, so does that mean I got to pile drive you later? You want, or it's just like, you want to wrestle? Like, no, I don't, I don't, I, like you ever, uh, you're annoying. Like that's stupid and you should be ashamed of yourself because, oh, and don't say something about like faking it either. Like, does that mean, you know, does that mean you're going to fake it? Like, fuck you. And don't say fake to me about pro wrestling. Are you going to sell it? Are you going to sell the, <laughs> the orgasm? I'm impressed if you know some loads, you know, what I mean? if you're saying like, oh, I'm going to work it or like sell, like, because a lot of people don't know that or like pop, like I say like, oh, that popped me and they don't know what it means. They'll think it's sexual. It's really not. But yeah, those are some of the, so ugh, I've been got some bad pickup lines for, or if you come up with like entitlement and you're like, oh yeah, so you know, you're going home with me later or like something like that. Like, don't say that to somebody like me because you're out of your mind if you think I can't hang and like come right back at you because that's oh. how I am. So if you can't handle the heat, don't come up to me and try it because it's never going to work out for you. Listen, maybe that's why I'm single, but also I don't, I, I'm not going to settle for somebody just because, and I, I refuse to do that. So I would rather be alone and happy than settled and not happy. You know what I mean? I think some men are intimidated by strong women. Um, I think so. I think and again, bullshit. I think that's bullshit. I hate when people say that, by the way, because yeah. if you're intimidated, if you're intimidated, you are a little bitch. Like you can't be intimidated by anything. We're human beings. Like what is there to be intimidated about? Because if someone, if a female carries herself in confidence and, and she knows what she wants and she's, strong-minded and she's outgoing why can't you just meet her at that same level and be the, and and come off that same way and challenge her to it and balance each other in that sense you can't be scared of another person like i just i just think that's weird i think that's going an excuse going back to the pickup line thing have you were you a fan of how i met your mother are you familiar with that television show um i know the show i didn't i never watched it like as, and maybe our listeners are are, uh, are more um, what you call in tune with this. It's it's a little bit of an older show now at this point. God, it's, yeah, it's feels old. like it was yesterday. Has anyone ever pulled the naked man on you? I don't know. What this is coming is. back into vogue. I don't know if you know this. So you have to tell me what it is. So well, I mean, the whole show is basically the premise of Friends. It's like Friends, except at a bar. I know set, what the like, show is, but tell me what okay. the naked guy thing is. The naked man is okay. So you're on a date with a woman, and you think I'm it's going pretty well. Guy. What? I wouldn't be on a date with a woman. You're saying if I was on a date with or a man. If I'm a, if I, as a man, it's called the oh, naked man, oh, not the oh, naked okay. woman. I mean, you could try the naked woman. That, would, that always works. It's not a, the naked woman would always work. Okay. But the naked man is, you know, you say you're a single man, single woman out on a date. You go back to the, the, the woman's apartment or your apartment, whoever's there. They go step out to maybe get a beverage or go to the bathroom. They come back. You're sitting on the couch naked. Great icebreaker. That's what they, that that's the game. It's it's said to have worked one out of three times or two out of three times. Naked, just naked on the couch. No, the fuck wouldn't work. What naked man wouldn't work out two out of three times is the uh... in what world? <laughs> in what fucking world? Listen, it, that is. I'm letting you know right now. I'm making you go home naked. I'm not even giving you your fucking clothes back if you have the balls to whip it out. <laughs> for no reason after a date like if i would first of all i would laugh at you and i don't think there's anything more emasculating to a man if you're butt naked in front of me and i'm laughing at you because that would be the first thing i did and second of all i would 
yeah, I would send you home. And I'd be like, you're not going home with your clothes now. I'm going to make sure you go home. You could do the walk of shame naked. That's what you deserve after that. Like, I'm sorry. Is it hot? I don't keep my apartment too warm. You don't need to get naked. If, if, it's, if, if it's warm, I'll open a fucking window. You don't take your pants off. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. That's not working on anyone. If it does work on somebody, we're not Netflix and chilling. You know what I mean? It, that's a different story. You'll know if I want you to take your pants off. I, I would give you enough of a vibe. Unbuckle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you Unbuckle. a hint. Don't just get naked, dude. Men of the tri-state area, no, du duly note, the naked man will not if, work if on Gabby. Anything away uh, from the Dear Gabby segment, number one, don't fucking hit on me with pro wrestling sexual lingo. I don't want to be speared. I don't want to be pile-drived. And I don't want to be body slammed by you. It's number one. What about one-arm credenzaed? <laughs> Chris Jericho reference. Come on now. Your references make me hate you. I'm just You're the Chris Jericho mark here. You're, you're listen, not, you should know that. And fucking ice with me, Tony. The naked man references, <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. I hope everyone at okay. home understands why it's dear Gabby, not dear Tony, because don't take any of Tony's advice. Fine. But don't take yeah, my advice. No, yeah, bad pickup lines. I've been there. It's it's not fun. Have we done enough damage uh, for today? Do you have any big uh, Thanksgiving Day plans with the family? Generally, Italian-wise, it's a whole thing. So. I'm actually super excited for Thanksgiving because I'm going to Boston to see my beautiful nephews who are the cutest boys in the entire world. I have three nephews, twins, and then um, a younger boy as well, so all boys. And it's my brother, who's a professional chef, by the way. So Thanksgiving is going to be fucking top tier. I'm going to eat like a savage animal. And then, yeah, it's going to be my whole family going to Boston. I love Boston. I would move to Boston if I could. It's my favorite place. It's one of my favorite cities in the world, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, I'll be going to Boston. And then the Monday after Thanksgiving is my birthday, everyone, November 27th. Let's not forget it. We all know my birthday is a big deal. <laughs> I know you hate hearing about it. But, yeah, I love my birthday. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> because people are like, oh, birthday month. Like, celebrate away. Yeah. The whole fucking month of November, I like to celebrate my birthday. You know what I mean? My friends, and this is another thing. All my friends are getting married, having babies, getting engaged. I spend a lot of money on you for weddings, bachelorette parties, engagement parties, bridal showers, baby showers, all this shit, right? I don't have any of that going on. You're not paying for anything. So let me celebrate myself on my birthday. I think it evens out where we can celebrate me because I've celebrated you a lot, a lot. <laughs> So let me have this. I've had a rough year. You know what I mean? Getting laid off is not fun for anyone. Let me have this birthday this year. And for anyone asking if you want to help me celebrate or do anything nice for me, subscribe to my brand army, brandarmy.com slash Visa, or buy some of my merch. You know, I want to see some of this Gabby merch at these pay-per-views at Dynamite, at Raw. I would love to see it. I get super excited every single time. So that's at prowrestlingtees.com slash Visa. Get some stuff. And it would be a great birthday present for me. That's all I really want for my birthday. And okay. tequila, of course. But you guys don't have to worry about that. I'll handle the tequila for myself. Leave it in the comments if you guys want a Gabby AF t-shirt. We can start working on some uh, pod show merch. Everyone loves merch. Everyone loves merch. I think we got to get some Gabby AF stuff going so that by Rumble time, Mania time, we could get some good Gabby AF merch in the crowd. You know? I like it. We're about to get Gabby AF. I love saying it. <laughs> Do we know what it means? No, but you do know what it means. You know what I mean? It's one of those things you don't know, but you fucking know. You don't know, but you know, no. Yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys like Dear uh, dear Gabby. I almost messed it up because I got excited. I hope you guys like Dear Gabby. We'll do that every once in a while. 
And I think it's kind of fun. It kind of lets you guys know more about me. Like I said, it doesn't have to be pro wrestling related, but I do love the questions. I do love hearing from you guys because I love that you come on with me every week and we talk and you guys really are my friends. You're my family. And I hope we're having a great time entertaining you with Gabby AF every single week. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. I hope you enjoy the holidays. I hope I'll make sure to keep you posted on what's going on with my birthday. So you guys don't feel left out. I wish you could all come and hang out with me, but we'll hang out here instead and talk fun times and stuff like that. But it has been a great Gabby AF. Thank you, producer Tony, as always, for the time. And until next time, LYMNB, love you most, no backs. It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less, cause you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.